Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, family. Hallelujah. We're so glad that you've taken time out of your busy schedule this morning to be a part of our Family First production. And this morning, we want to uh, get right into where we left off yesterday, uh, suffering for God's glory. We're talking about suffering, talking about what type of suffering uh, we should be doing. And we stopped around about the seventh verse in First Peter 4, fourth chapter, First Peter 7 chapter. But before we get started there, we want to go back and grab our opening scripture uh, for this morning, which is found in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 61, Isaiah 61, and I have it right here, hallelujah, here it is, the Spirit of the Lord God, let me get the other line open for Shama before I get started, let me open the line so her spirit man can be fed the word this morning while she sleep. Yeah, I want her to hear the word of God. Grab with me one second. Let me get, get Shama in here. Okay, now I need to mute it. Recorded live. All right. Okay. Now we have that done. I don't want to forget about my baby in there. I want her to get the word. I wish I could just open up her head and just pour something in it, but she know the word, no doubt about it. But I realize that this world, uh, I told my wife about the cell phone. I, I don't want to uh, take the cell phone from her, but I'm going to have to cut down on, on, on television, cell phone, and start grooming her in a timely manner because I realize that if I don't do something about all this uh, 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 social media, 
this world going to be gone with my child. So with her being the musician and the artist that she is, um, she got online. And like I said yesterday, they have it where you can go online and you can sing along with these people that are singing uh, other people's songs. And Shama get right in there and sound just like them. She had 34 people that wanted her to sing with them. I told Shama, I said, not on my watch will you ever get out there and sing with the world. Not on my watch. As long as Dad's eyes are open, I don't want you doing that. I want you to do the things of God. And then I used so many illustrations to try and help her and show her that Shama, look what Daddy do. I mean, what do, what do you see? Well, what, what do I do? I said, when I leave here, I come right back home. I don't come home at 10 o'clock at night. You know, I'm back in the house at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, you can bet for sure that I'm inside. And I lived that lifestyle before my child because I think it's right that if you can be there and not have to be out on a job working, be there for your children. Be a living example because Nowadays, we have so many role models that's not living in your home. And they're on the social media and, and, and everywhere else. So I'm grateful this morning for the good, good father. Excuse me. You all forgive me. With the hot, hot weather and the house is sitting at 72 degrees. Oh, my God. What a mess. But I'm grateful this morning. Hallelujah. So, but anyhow, you all keep us lifted up in prayer. As I pray for others, uh, you all do the same for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us go straight into the word again this morning. God bless you. You all that are far near, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for all your prayers, your participation, and all of your seeds that are being sown into this ministry. We appreciate you. We love you, and we thank you for it. Hallelujah. The good news of salvation, Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good things, good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the all of joy, for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. I thank you for planting me. How you know you planted? Because you get to can't help it. <laughs> can't help but be here. I can't help. I have nothing else to do. My body is programmed. There's no alarm clock in my bedroom waking me up. It's the Lord's waking me up every day. So if he can wake me up, hallelujah, and bring me in here, then I know. <laughs> I know that his plan, I know that his plan is still in effect in my life, in my home, and I'm glad about it. And I'm not looking to change anything. Hallelujah. If it be any change, then he's going to do it. So I'm grateful for his change and grateful for his his love and grateful for his words. I'm just grateful. 
I'm just grateful because he, he, he don't have to do it, but he do it over and over and over and over again. So he's able this morning to do exactly what he said he would do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. Let us uh, go directly into our First Peter 4 this morning. First Peter 4, beginning at the 4th, the 7th verse. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have favorite love one for another. For love will cover a multitude of sin, and I think we read that. Uh, be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister to minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Hallelujah. Every one of us have a gift from God, and we need to be doing what the Word says we should do concerning these gifts. The gift of God is not to sit here, amen, and brag about. The gift of God is to be shown to those that stand in need, hallelujah, of what God has placed in you. That's why he said he placed us all in the body, you know. But if we're not careful, we'll be just looking at our own body. But he's speaking about our body is not our own this morning. We've been bought with a price. And if the price that was paid for you this morning, hallelujah, then we should use the same thing that brought us to him to win others to the Lord this morning. We're going to have to be a living example. Hallelujah. So he says, the manifold grace of God, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom blows the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So the Most High is saying to us this morning that if you're going to do anything, you're going to have to get rid of your selfish ideas, your selfish motive, your selfish ways. Because the Father cannot work with us, hallelujah, when we're dealing with self things, amen. You're going to have to know that if you're going to be with him this morning, hallelujah, that you're going to have to speak the things of him. You're going to have to live according to this book. You can't go on a job, glory to God, and, and, and not obey, hallelujah, the orders that was given you by your supervisor. If you're on a job this morning and the supervisor tells you you need to punch out 30 minutes early and you punch out an hour after the 30 minutes, then you're going to have a problem. And the supervisor comes and tell you again, and they give you a notice, and you do it again. Well, I don't believe you're going to do it the third time. Because you are either going to be replaced, <clears throat> excuse me, 
because they're going to know that you're not following orders. We have orders to follow here in the kingdom. You can't get mad this morning and, and, and say, well, God, no. You know, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired, too. But I yet, I, 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 I can't say things. Uh, you know, people have done things and yet doing things to me. I know scriptures that I can beat them up with and yet still be saved. But I can't use these scriptures on these people this morning, hallelujah, amen, where the Bible said, the same person, if he said, uh, 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 I will kill, I will, I will kill, uh, 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 I hate the world, or whatever, you know, he said, love not this world. And then I turn around and say, well, you love the world anyhow. You know, I, I shouldn't be using that scripture in that way. Maybe that person is of the world, but the Bible said that you're going to have to, amen, do the things the Father did in order for people to see him in you. I, I can't be giving myself away, amen, in, in the form of ungodliness. I can't be giving myself away because I know scriptures and use scriptures to come against the thing that you are today. He said, love covers a multitude of sins. So it says in the 12 verse that suffering for God's glory. It says, beloved, do not think it, do, do not think it strange concerning fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. He said, you, 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 you don't get caught up thinking that it's strange that all these things are happening. He said, when these fiery trials come in your life, hallelujah, he said, don't be acting like some strange thing has happened. He said, because I told you over in 1 Peter 3, he said, I told you you need to arm yourself, hallelujah. Arm yourself with the word of God this morning so that you will be able to withstand all the fiery trials which are to try you. He said, you're going to be on trial by the trials and tribulation. But he said, what you're to do is, the 13th verse of 1 Peter 4, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceedingly joy. 14 verse said, if you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On On that part, he is, blessed are you for the spirit of God and of God rest upon you. On that part, he is blasphemy. See, on the God part that coming in yesterday, he was trying to amen, manipulate me and try to make me not believe what I believe. But I said, sir, I've been too long believing now. I said, maybe about 30 years ago, you may could have deterred me, stopped me, or you may could have had me have some doubt. But there's no doubt this morning because I believe it. And because I believe I'm not turning back. Why would uh, anyone want to come and turn you back from something that's good? 
you all, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Last night, I had a head cold. But like I said, heat and cold, heat and cold. I'm going to have to have one or the other. Excuse me, trying to get still wake up this morning. Might as well tell the truth to shame the devil. (laughs) If you feel like that you're being attacked because of the one you believe, he called you blessed. He said, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But he said, on that part, he is blasphemy. But on your part, he is glorified. See, that's what I'm talking about. On our part, we're glorifying him. On their part, they're standing on the outside looking in. They're not glorifying God. They are blasphemy because why? They're standing approaching you and saying, I don't know why you go through all that foolishness. You're always talking about God, and you ain't never got nothing. You got something, my friend. You have peace in your mind. You have peace in your heart. You may not even have your light bill money, but you got the one that's able to pay all your bills. Talking about the one that empowers you to be able to get up, amen, and to put your key in the door this morning, amen, and lock it as you walk away from your door. I'm talking about the one that's able, amen, to give you rest, amen, in the midst of the storm that's going on. I'm talking about the one that gives you the assurance that if I press on, I know what my end is going to be. I need you to press this morning. I, I need you to believe the words that I'm speaking this morning because these words are true and tried. We've tried them. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. So if anyone being reproached this morning because, amen, you do the things of God, the Bible said that you are glory, that the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Ah, that part, he is, on that part, he is blasphemy. But on your part, he is glorified. But let none, but let none of you suffer as a murderer. You can't live any kind of lifestyle. A thief, somebody watching you. Say, man, that's why I don't believe in that. Look what he just did. Or he would do Or as a busybody. Get off of that telephone in other people's matter. A busybody in other people's matter. I started to help a guy yesterday, and the Holy Spirit told me to go on. And the scripture came to my mind, First Thessalonians 4 11, mind your own business. Sometimes we need to mind our own business. And he says right here, don't be a busybody as other people, in other people's matter. Yet if anyone suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begin with us first, what will it be? What will what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? What will be the end? The end of those that don't obey the gospel of God is destruction. 
You see, when all these sickness start coming up on people, they man, hallelujah, they go to the doctor, and the doctor said, well, you got such and such and such, and you're going to need this treatment. They have no hope. Why? Because now the enemy is telling them, hey, sister, call it on God because you didn't believe him before you got sick. He ain't going to hear you. I want to tell you this morning, friends and family, you call on him anyhow because he's a forgiving God. He's able this morning to make grace abound to you. You don't have to run away from him all because you said things that you said and you mistreated others. He said, don't be ashamed this morning. He says in the 17th verse that the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begin with us, first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? He didn't say that do not believe the gospel. He said that do not obey the gospel of God. See, you can believe this morning. We got a lot of religious zealots, amen, that believe the gospel, but they don't do what the gospel say do. So believing and doing is a big gap. But he says here in the 18th verse, thou, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Where will they appear? If you're going to be scarcely saved, you know, we, we're going to get out of this thing here just barely making it because, you know, the sin measure has grown so much in society this morning until it's just hard for you to continue to walk it out. But he said, I'm going to save you from my glory. I'm going to save you because I know what's in you, and I'm going to use you. Hallelujah. Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as a faithful creature. I want to be faithful this morning. Father, we come before your throne of grace this morning. After having heard the word of God this morning in First Peter, the fourth chapter, I find out, Lord, that I need long-suffering this morning in order to be able to go, amen, to the end. Father, we ask you this morning, if you look upon your children all around the world, Lord, some are going through homelessness, some are going through starvation, some are refugees, Father, some are being scattered all around the world. Oh, God, they may not be able to hear this program, but, Lord, I stand in the gap for your people this morning. I call heaven and earth to record this morning. Record, God, that we're standing in the gap. We're standing in obedience this morning. Help us, Father, Lord, to maintain our standard of faith, to believe that, Lord, soon and very soon that all of this trouble is going to be over with, Father. We're not going to have to suffer, Father, Lord, like we're suffering, Father. But, oh, God, while we're suffering, we ask you for your strength this morning. We ask you this morning if you would move by your spirit, Father. Created us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit in us, Father. Lord, we will obey, Father. We, we will obey, God. We ask you to help us to be able to do that good and perfect will. Lord, hallelujah. Amen and amen. I have a, a, a little part of Dave Wilkerson. This this is a man that has intrigued me, has blessed me, and I listen to him for strength, and he has strength for us. Hallelujah. So listen to a portion of, of Dave Wilkerson this morning. For the end of all things. Get ready. Fourth chapter. 
Oh, he preached the same message I just got through preaching. Oh, my God. What a coincidence. What a coincidence that Dave Wilkerson. First Peter 4, beginning verse 7. Look, starting to say, oh, my God. He's at hand. Now, that's pretty blunt. He gets up before his people, and in his letter he writes, the end is come. He said, and be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Thank you, Jesus. Now, uh, in Second Peter 1.14, he's just announced, the Lord has shown me that I'm going to die. The Lord has shown me that my time has come. And so he comes to the people now as a dying man. He comes as if to say, I'm soon going to be with my Heavenly Father. I'm soon going to be with Christ. So I'm going to give you my final word. He said, I want you to know the end of all things is at hand. It's right at hand. He said, well, that was written 2,000 years or so ago. But folks, if, if it were true then, it's all the more true now. At the end of the very last of the last days. And he said... I'm going to tell you what God expects and what he wants of you. I'm going to tell you how to become secure. I'm going to tell you how to prepare for the end times. And you see, he says nothing about the economy. He says nothing about the loss of houses and lands. He says nothing about uh, where to put your money, nothing about safe havens. And he comes with this, and, and uh, I, I got a letter from somebody read one of my prophetic books about how God's going to keep his people in the coming depression. And he said, I wrote to you, <clears throat> Pastor Dave, in good faith, and I believe that you're an honest, righteous man, and I asked you where I should put my money, and some safe place to put my money, because he said, really, if God's warning us, he would be a very good God if he didn't tell us how to survive. And he was trying to put me on the spot, and he said, I, I want to know. I don't want any theological uh, cop-out. He said, that's what you preachers do. You cop out and just say, go pray, because if I told pray and get the mind of the Holy Ghost for yourself. And he, he said, I feel cheated. He, he said, I, I wanted to hear certainly God would have a word. He did not warn us unless he gave us a way to survive. And I get letters like that. And already since I mentioned my topic, how to prepare for the end of all things, uh, some of you feel like, well, uh, Brother Dave, this is an after subject, well, Pastor Dave is going to give us some good advice on uh, where to put our money and help us get fixed for the hard times that have already started. And that, that's a good, honest question. We all ask those questions. But, folks, uh, this stuff doesn't make sense to you until we get to the last half of the message, and you'll see why Peter goes with this message. As he, he says, first of all, be sober. In other words, don't panic. That's his first advice, no matter what happens. And there's many Christians right now who are in panic. Who have, who have believed and testified all their lifetime that the Lord was their keeper. 
We sing Jehovah Jireh. We sing all these wonderful songs about how good God is not going to keep us in the hard times. It, it, there is a human nature in us that responds, and we, we have to bring it under the word. We have to bring it under the control of faith. But he's saying, be sober, first of all. Be sober. And the second, he said, go to prayer. He said, you, you wonder why you're confused. You wonder why you're in turmoil. You wonder why you're in panic and you're not sober in these times. And he's saying the worse it gets, the slacker the night, the more you're, you should be walking in soberness and the peace and the rest of the Holy Ghost. That's what he says, as hard as that sounds. That is, that's what I'm telling you God told me before he takes me home. I'm telling the church of Jesus Christ in my day and in the days to come. There are going to be hard and difficult times, and Peter describes those times. Walkers and scoffers are going to come. There are going to be those preaching deception in our churches. There are going to be preachers of covetousness and materialism. He goes on to describe all of those things that are coming, and he says, don't panic. Be at peace about it. And then he says, go to prayer. And folks, that there is where I go. Every time fear tries to rise in my spirit, Every time there's another news report that seems to just uh, uh, be overwhelming, I go to the Lord. I go to my knees. And that's the answer to all the stress problems. I just saw in the Wall Street Journal yesterday that all over Wall Street now, they have a whole hour, and, and many of the corporate leaders are, are into yoga and in, into Chinese mantras. And they're trying to calm their stress. And in some offices, now it's mandatory that you go and take yoga so that you can calm yourself. Well, folks, we have a Savior. We have a promise. And we are going to be a testimony that we know how to handle stress. We've got a little room we go into. It's called the secret closet. Here's a world, here's a world uh, looking at crystals, hoping beings will come out of those crystals. Mm-hmm. And, and there are people doing yoga and quoting uh, Chinese mantras that they don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, you tell them you've got a secret closet where you go and you come out strong, and they're going to say, You're crazy, you're stupid. What do you mean a secret closet? Well, what do you know about yoga? I've, I've got somebody that takes all my stress away. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Right? Yes, Lord. You mean you meet God? Yes. <laughs> we meet God in the secret closet of prayer. Thank you, Lord. And then he, he goes on. He said in verse 8, and above all things, above all things, above all preparations, above everything you think about how to survive in the end times, he said, I'm going to give you word that this, this is the issue. And you have to deal with this. And, and this is mind-boggling at first. He, he, he says, above all things, have fervent, on fire, mercy and love for your brothers and sisters. He said, what he's saying, you're not 
if you want to really know what survival is about, if you know where God is taking his people, you have to have this unconditional love for your brothers and sisters where race has no, uh, there's, there's no barrier in race. Hallelujah. said this church has over 100 nationalities of all colors and all nations. And I want you to know this church is under attack for that very reason many times. We'd not be under attack if it were just all white or all black or all Hispanic. There are churches like that. Thank God for them. But this is a special thing that God is doing here in New York City and has done. A hundred or more nationalities loving one another without racial prejudice. Thank you, Father. And this is what the apostle says, Peter says, this is the issue now. There is a love. There's a, out in the front, it says, uh, Times for a church, the church that loves this building. It doesn't say the church that loves this building. It says the church that loves this building. Mm. Hallelujah. He, he, he says, The reason for this is because this kind of love covers a multitude of sins. Contagious. Now, here's the issue. And I want you to listen very, very closely. Paul said, if you want to be ready for what God is going to do, because I'm going to show you just a minute that in the end times, I've already told you, I gave away my secret before I started the breach. There's coming a latter rain of the Holy Spirit. Yes. We're going, to, we're going to go into that. This is where Paul, this is where Peter's going. This is where he's going with this message. What he's saying, what God's about to do cannot happen. It will be hindered unless these things are dealt with in the body of Jesus Christ. Anything of prejudice, any member of the body of Christ. Now, we can't forgive those who sin against God. We can't forgive those sins. Mm-hmm. We can't cover those sins. But, but he said, I can't move. The Holy Spirit it, it, it is is going to come in a great rain upon this earth. He said, it can't happen in a church. It can't happen among a people where there are those that are holding grudges, when there are those who say they love one another, but they can come and they can worship, they can they, they, they say I'm a part of the body of Jesus Christ here, and, and yet they come week after week, week after week, and they have not forgiven. They've not forgiven somebody who hurt or wounded them. They've not hurt. They've, they've not resolved this issue. It just stays there day after day and week after week. And, and the Bible says we're not only to forgive, but we're to cover the sins of those who sinned against us. Now, it may have been a wife or husband, a divorce situation. It could have been a, a church, a, a whole group that wounded you and hurt you. It could be an individual or a group of individuals. It could be a husband, a wife. It could be family. And there are those sitting in this church now, and I say it with love and, and compassion. I'm telling you, this will hinder what God is going to do in the church is going to hinder what he wants to do in your life and in your home? This has to be dealt with. Is there anyone that you you have a difficult time forgiving? You say, well, I'm forgiven, but I can't forget. Well, then you haven't forgiven. 
The Bible says, and, and this love that God expects of us is so vast and so all-encompassing. He, he said, now, you not only forgive, but you do everything you can to cover their sin. Don't broadcast. And this is what happens. Somebody brings us, someone wounds us, someone rejects us, and we tell it everywhere. We get on the phone. I just have to get this off my heart. You'll never know what they did to me, and we name names, and we, we name places, and we go, we go down deep into this pit, and then we say, I'm only telling you this so you can pray with me. I only tell you this because I'm concerned about them, and they may lose the touch of God for what they did to me. You should be more concerned about whether you lose the touch of God because you didn't cover the sin. I can cover anyone who sins against me. I have that authority. I have, in fact, I'm commanded to do just that, and that's what the Apostle Peter is saying. This love, you want to be ready? For all things, you'll be ready for the coming of the Lord. You want to be ready when the bottom drops out of everything? You want to be ready? Make sure that you have nothing hindering the flow of the Holy Spirit. There's something wonderful coming. I don't want to be left out. If, if, if you have looked at me and I don't know about it, if you talked about my, me behind my back and, and you wounded me, I, I, I'm glad I don't know. I forgive you. I don't want to. I can't name a grudge I have against anybody because I know what happens. I know I lose the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and I know that, that I have a, I have roadblocks. I've got stumbling block in my life. You should be able to sit in this church today and, and, and go over in your memory of, of that thing that is in your heart. And some of you are visiting here. God's speaking to you too. Who is it? Who is it that you have such a hard time Getting that out of your system, you, I just can't. I talked to a pastor recently. A group of ministers really hurt him, and, uh, and I was aware of the situation, hurt him deeply. And I, I talked to him. He said, "You know, Brother Dave, I I've been preaching for years, but I just can't forgive them. I can't do it." And he said, "My wife will never forgive." And she was in deep bitterness. This, this, he, he said, you want to be ready? There's a context here in which a wide context that uh, Peter is talking about. He, he's seeing something coming. He wants the church to be ready. Uh, if if all, all you want is for God to give you food and shelter, now, as a father, I want that to my children and grandchildren. And, and, and I want him to provide all my physical needs. He's promised to do that. You see, Peter didn't go there. He didn't go there by advice on, on physical preparations. He didn't go there because, you see, he knew poverty. He knew what it's like to not have a, a cent, a shekel in his pocket because the only money he had at times was came out of a fish's mouth. This man had one change of clothes. He had one pair of sandals. This, this man had proven God's faithfulness, so that wasn't an issue with him. That, that, he can't even imagine Christians not believing that the Lord would provide. I've been down that way. He said, this is the preparation I want you to talk about. I, I want you to focus on. There's an issue here. 
I, I want you to look into your heart, and I, 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 you're going to love even your enemies, the scriptures say. You know, Jesus didn't give advice on how to repair physically other than in Jerusalem. He said, when you see the armies coming free from Jerusalem, you don't find him that. He, he says, don't give any thought about tomorrow because it's going to take care of itself. No, I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or what, how you're going to be clothed. Don't give it any thought. You won't find Jesus going there. You won't find Peter going there. You the Apostle Paul doesn't go there. They had proven God. And you have proven God already. You have proven God's faithful up to this hour. He's never failed you yet. He's brought you out of every situation. He's taken care of you financially. You are not in poverty. You have a roof over your head. You have food on your table. And he's going to see you through. Hallelujah. All right, I want to go into this matter of the spirit coming down. And this is this this is the context in which Peter is speaking now. He said, there's a great rain coming. You'll find that uh, all through this New Testament, you find it in the prophets, especially. There's a prophecy in the Old Testament that there's coming, there's been a former rain and there's a latter rain. The Bible talks about two rains. And, and Moses told Israel, he, he said, there can be no harvest unless there's a latter rain. The first rain, the early rain, came in the spring. And it watered the seed and the blade and the grass or, or, or the forming of it. But he said that it comes up before the harvest, before the full grain of corn, there has to be another rain. It's called the latter rain. Now, years ago, there was a uh, uh, Pentecostal movement called themselves the latter rain. Now, some say they got in. I don't know all the circumstances, the, the, the history of that movement. And they said it went into error. But they, they, they had a truth. They had something from the heart of God. And I believe he's going to restore this truth to the church of Jesus Christ. Moses said there's an early rain, but there could be no harvest until there's a latter rain. Here's, here's the scripture. He will give you the rain in your land in due season, the first and the latter rain, so you may gather in the corn, the wine, and the oil. He said, you'll have, you're going to have a rain that ripens the harvest. Beloved, the early rain came with Pentecost in the upper room. That was the rain that watered the seed of the word, that, that watered the message of Jesus Christ, and it began to grow and spread. But now, folks, in the last days, when the world is trembling and gross darkness covers the world, there is no way Jesus would come without. Now, he can come at any moment, but he promises there will be a latter rain. And he says, ask rain in the time of the latter rain. We're to ask rain, the prophet said. You're to believe God and ask him and believe that this latter rain is promised in the scripture and that is to come. The prophet Zechariah saw the outpouring of the spirit in the last days. He said, ask ye the Lord rain in the time of the last rain, and the Lord shall make bright clouds, and he will give you showers of rain, 
and everyone shall have grass in their field. Everyone shall have grass. There's going to be a harvest. He said, the field is going to be ripe. Jesus said, they're white in the harvest. Now, Satan knows this. He knows what is written in the Scripture. He knows that there's a tremendous, incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit before the harvest. And he's going to come against the church of Jesus Christ, knowing what is coming. He saw what happened in the early rain. He saw the, the growth of the church around the world, every kindred and every tongue and every nation. And uh, he saw the power of the Holy Spirit. He saw what happens when the Holy Spirit comes down. So the latter way, Satan knows what is about to happen. Folks, there's, there's no way that the Lord is going to take his church out of this world living and broken and fearful and just broken in spirit and mind and soul. No, 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 no. He's not coming and allow Islam to take over the harvest. He's not going to let anybody. The harvest is his. The harvest, the Bible said, is the end of the world. And we've come to the end of things. We've come to the beginning of the end. I don't know how many years. I don't, I'm not going to go to the prophet prophetic time. I don't know that much about what happens after Jesus comes. I've not been a scholar of that at all. But I know from what I'm reading in the scriptures, and the more I read, the more my faith rises, there is a coming outpouring of the Holy Spirit beyond Pentecost beyond what happened in the upper room. But you see, Peter knew what had to happen. That in the early day of Pentecost, they had what they call waiting on the Lord. They, in the upper room, they waited on the Lord. Now, they weren't waiting just for a calendar day. Pentecost was fully come. But God was doing something. He's doing just what Peter's talking about. There had to be forgiveness. Peter had to be forgiven because he wounded the body of Christ. He wounded every one of them. And there had to be an outflow of love in that upper room. God's dealing with things. Peter could not stand up there and be anointed of the Holy Ghost. He can't stand there if people later, some of the apostles, uh, and there's James and John who, who boasted they were better than the other disciples and had this pride, and they're sitting there. They have to be cleansed. They have to be forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. And their sins have to be covered. They have to be able, those men have to be able to look at Peter later when the Holy Spirit gives him the authority and he preaches what the Pentecost is all about. And there can't be something in their heart where who made you the leader? Who made you the pastor? Who made you? Who gave you this special anointing? No, they sat back. They didn't care who got the honor. They knew the Holy Ghost was there and they were covering. Nobody dare speak against Peter because Peter is safe now in the house of God. He's among people who don't blab what Peter did, nobody's talking about it in this upper room. They're talking about the Holy Ghost, and they're getting free because they're loving, they're forgiving, and they're covering. Hallelujah. Do you understand where Peter's going? He said there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and he comes only to those who are prepared. They were prepared in the upper room. 
Oh, folks, I still believe on waiting on the Lord. Now, yes, the Holy Ghost was given, but there's something about waiting in the presence of the Lord where he's allowed to deal with these issues in our heart. And so we can have this forgiveness and we, we, we can have this strength and power. It takes power to forgive. It takes even more power and grace to cover somebody's sin after they've wounded or rejected or hurt you. And God wants to pour out his spirit in this church. As we have never known or seen. He he wants to save multitudes. Yes, Lord. And he's going to do that. But first, he's coming to purge his body. He's coming to cleanse. He's not doing it with water or whip in his hand. Hallelujah. He's doing it through brokenness and a humble word, a, a compassionate call. Don't let anything in the, the glory of the Lord that's coming. Don't let anything hinder the moving of the Holy Spirit in your family. Don't let anything, don't, don't be a hindrance to the work of God and what he wants to do. Or if, if you belong, if, if you worship here at Times for Church and you feel this is your church home, God help us all. Help me, help every pastor, help everyone and choir and orchestra and everybody in this body to be able to walk through these doors and sit here and raise your hands and worship him and you know there's nothing there between you and the Lord. There's no hindrance that your heart is open. And if, you, if you've been sinning, if you failed God, you come to the blood of Jesus Christ. Folks, the blood has never lost its power. And I have to believe that he will give us through the power of his blood. It, the cross is not in vain. It's not been in vain. If there's not a outpouring of the Holy Spirit in these last days, why was there an early Pentecost? Why was there an early Pentecost? Look at all these oh my God. All of these many years since the first outpouring, the early rain. Do you mean to tell me? I'm gonna stop my program for a minute. I have on the line this morning. One of my very, 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 very close, close minister friend of mine on the line this morning, and we are very, 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 very close. We're so close to even the dog, even his dog and I have a wonderful relationship. Uh, he He's grieving over his baby, his dog. Dog Hill, we've had it in the family probably about 15 years, Vegas. And man of God, God bless you this morning. I am so saddened to hear about your baby, our baby, Vegas. But we do know that God saved a long time ago when the the doctors were trying to uh, give all these blood transfusions. I think they were just trying to make money. So she did live on after the Lord had uh, uh, anointed her, blessed her, prayed over her, and she had no problem. So, man of God, God bless you this morning. We're so glad to have you online with us here as we are going through the scriptures this morning. My brother, I want to give you an opportunity to come. Uh, this is my friend, Minister Endelis. Minister Endelis, 
uh, he and I done a lot of street ministry together. Uh, a lot of feeding the homeless is together. We've watched all the gang members come out to our street meets. And I tell you, God moved miraculously on the behalf of this young man, myself, and others. And I'm just so thrilled and excited to have you on the line with us this morning. I want to uh, give you an opportunity to come this morning and speak whatever the Lord has laid upon your heart. Maybe we need to pray with you or whatever, man, but come on this morning and talk to us before you have to go, please. Well, I know after losing his baby, he may have to get his stuff together. But I do, I would like to hear from you, man of God. So if you can say anything, please say something to us this morning so I'll know for sure that uh, uh, my line is working. It may not be working over here. Good morning, Minister Indelice. Well, I'm going to greet the house. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. God bless you, Sister Freddie. Isn't isn't that miraculous, Sister Freddie, how that I was already uh, uh, preaching that message this morning? And the message is about the end of all things is at hand. And and the Holy Spirit kept auctioning me, kept auctioning me, to put Dave Wilkerson on. And I just clicked it, and it came up with the same message and the same words that I'd spoken already. He turns around and speaks these same words. Now, 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 isn't that God? Yes, Lord. God. He's trying to let us know, sister, that we are living in the last days. Make no mistake about it. We are living in the last days, and what should we do? He said we should be sober. A lot of people think about, well, I don't drink. No, you may not drink, but you're not sober in your thinking. We need to be sober in our thinking this morning. We need to be forgiven. We need to stop putting our mouth on people and let those people, amen, have a chance to, hallelujah, amen, glory to God. Let uh, uh, let let us see if we can hear Brandon Howell this morning while I get myself together. I'm kind of grieved over my my friend's dog, Vegas. I mean that that dog was was, was like a human. She'd go out there and spot a snake. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can get this song working right quick while we get ourselves together. <laughs> Thank you. 
I let them in the house. You know, we keep our dogs in the house, and I know you kept Vegas in the house. And I'm so sad to hear that Vegas, but I want you to know that, you know, we we, we had her a long time in the family. You know, all your dogs have always lasted 15 and 18 years, man of God. So I just want you to know that I know it took a big, I know it's no replacement for her. It reminds me of, of, of dude. You know, I had a dog that was 100 pounds, dude. And dude just had a heart attack because the, the male, the meter eater, sprayed the dog when the dog was about five months, sprayed him with the mace and come in the backyard. Well, when that dog got nine months and 100 pounds, when I, when, I, when I heard my dog come out the bathroom, I could hear him just beating the gate, boom, 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 and just barking. When I come out there, that poor dog had been beating on that gate for about three minutes. And when I called him, I said, dude, come here. And that dog made a circle on the back of that deck and said, oh, and fell over and died. Oh, my God. So, man of God, I know, amen, your grief, but I want you to look at the bright side of things concerning Vegas, that if it wasn't for the Spirit of the Lord uh, coming over Vegas, I think it's been now probably about five years when you paid all that money for blood transfusion for Vegas. And the doctor was saying, you need to bring her back another $5,000. We told that, we told that, we told that, that that five thousand dollars, it'll never go in a blood transfusion. And we began to pray over that dog and anoint Vegas with all and Vegas lived. So Amen. we know, man of God, that God is able. And I want to pray for you this morning. Uh hey God, I'm gonna put you on mute. Uh, a dog is funny we said that a dog, I got some uh my fishing shoes, I put them on the porch and this old old ratty old dog came over here and uh, grabbed my shoes, and they're pretty expensive, so I see one of them, so I'm going to put you on mute, so go ahead, man. God bless you, man. It's nice hearing from you. Yes, uh, Father, we thank you this morning for my brother in the ministry, Minister Indelis. I thank you, Father, that all things work together for your good when we're called according to your purpose, and I believe and I know that it is your plan this morning and your perfect will that my brother be on the line this morning, Father. Oh, God, there's no replacement for our animals. No other animal can replace it. But, oh, God, that emptiness in our heart for uh, our dog that you have given us, I pray, oh, God, that you fulfill that void and that you'll just cause him to look at the bright side of all the years, God, that we've had Vegas in the family and all the years and the things that she's done, went on fishing trips, went on hunting trips, went everywhere the man of God went, slept in the house, hallelujah, house at the door, amen, was dead every occasion, Father. And now, God, see how God came to the finality of it all and that you rested this animal, Father. I pray that you give the man of God rest this morning, Father. Oh, God, let him, Lord, look at uh, Vegas, Father, Lord as an opportunity to praise you this morning, to give you the glory that uh, no, 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 no pain of sorrow, but pain of joy. Let your peace descend down upon the man of God. We all know that 
our animals, it's like our children. And even as we would grieve for our child, we grieve likewise for our animals. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity and the years that we had Vegas in our life. God, I bind the enemy Satan, and he would try and come and, and cause the man to think that it was something that he could have done. Let him look on the bright side, Father, Lord God, that, Lord, if she has came to a complete healing, you have, God, uh, restored her soul, God. You blessed this animal that she will not have to have no blood transfusion. She don't have to go before the vet. Oh, God, you able this morning. And you said if you care for the lilies and the birds of there, you care likewise for our animals. So we praise and thank you for your unspeakable joy, for your unspeakable joy, Father. For the love with which you've loved us, let your peace descend down upon us this morning. We would not feel feel the pains of losing Vegas. But, Lord, we'll count it all joy. We'll count it all joy for the moments to retrieving it. Uh, she was a good dog, Father Lord, very obedient dog. Didn't run catch, didn't fight, but she was obedient, Father. And I thank you, Father, for the time that we had Vegas in our life. I pray and I ask, Lord, that you would just fill the heart of the man of God with joy and never let him, Father Lord, never let him miss the moment, but let it all be filled with joy and laughter. And the videos and the different uh, pictures of Vegas, Father, we thank you, Father. We give you the glory right now. Let your peace descend down upon your people this morning <clears throat> as you let me descend down upon my brother and I and we'll give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor this morning. Hallelujah. Because you are great, and there's no God beside you that can do what you do. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Holy Hallelujah. Amen. Man of God, are you still out in Porter? Yes, sir. I'm driving over here looking for my shoes. I just got these shoes, man. That darn dog. We talk, funny we talk about dogs and. My shoe disappeared. <laughs> but, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on uh, hold, man of God. I'm gonna. Uh, but uh, are you gonna be on for a little bit? I'm, I'll, I'll need to call my neighbor right here and ask yeah. him to walk yeah. over here in his yard. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I ended up missing one of my uh, flip flops. My good flip flop, leather flip flop. And uh, boy, that sucker. Here's one of them right here. But uh, <laughs> that's the dog trying to. Some joy, <laughs> man. Just trying to give you some joy, you know. Give, <laughs> just trying to give you some joy this morning and take the flip flops and hide them, you know. Yeah. It, it, that, God has a way. God, God has a way of getting some excitement out of us because He don't want us to grow weary behind anything, you know. And I went to Vegas fast. Amen. Amen. All right, man, God, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get back with you real soon. That boy, them suckers. Uh, what do you want? Uh, you know that. Uh, I'm gonna get back to you, man, God. Let me take care of this. Shalom. Okay. God bless you. Love you, man, God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love you, brother. We're talking after a while. <laughs> Oh, Minister Emily, he, he's a dog lover. 
I mean, we have had dogs. I go back with this guy about 25 years. Uh, I'm probably about 15 years older than here. But we have always had dogs. And it's just so heart-touching because this particular dog is a dog that they was giving blood transfusion. And he was like, man of God, I got to pay another $5,000. I said, no, you're not. I said, no, you won't. He said, well, man of God, you know, the doctor said, the vet called said that uh, her blood and her, her blood count and this and that. was." I said, listen, brother, you can believe the doctor or you can believe what I'm going to do. Listen, now, if you take her down there after I didn't pray and anointed this dog, you on your own. Don't give that dog no blood transfusion and all that medicine that you're giving that dog. I want you to judge the medicine to see how she acts when you give her the medicine and how she don't act when you don't. I'm not saying don't give your dog the medicine, but you pray and you ask the Lord to lead you and to show you what you need to do. Yeah. And, and the Lord showed him what to do concerning uh, 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 the, 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 the giving the medicine and everything. And the dog lived uh, like 10 years. Let's see, how old was Shama? Yeah, I think he lived right at 10 years. And uh, I got the news this morning that she had passed away. So it just touched my heart because our dogs is just like our children. I have one in, in, in the garage, Leo. When it get warm in the garage, Leo start barking, and then when you open the door, he hits the door like he gonna knock you down. Like you know, I can't be in this old hot garage. So we let him at the house, and then we tell him to go home. Home is at the front door, uh, sitting at the back door. He wants to come flop down right between the kitchen and the dining area. Leo, go home. He'll go home and he'll drop his head against the wall like, I'm not going to pay any more attention to you guys. Then we're like, Leo, are you angry? He, he don't even smile, wag his tail or nothing. We said, well, Leo, let's go outside. Boy, he wag his tail, jumps up, goes outside, walk up and down the sidewalk, come back and hit you by the head like, get the leash, get the leash. <laughs> it's a wonder he don't go and hook himself up on the leash, you know. It's all right, I'm ready to walk, you know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Lord, the, and Shama's no better. I can show you videos of Shama when the dog, when the dog was like five months, Shama take control of the dog. She waits till the dog go to sleep. She brings the tablet, put the tablet in front of the dog. She takes the remote, put the remote, and put his paw on the remote. And the dog, she you don't see her, but the dog changing channels on the television, but you don't see Shama pushing pushing the buttons <laughs> to yourself. And she's talking like the dog. Oh, I'm like, I'm watch this. I'm watch this. And I saw the video. Matter of fact, she put some on YouTube. Really? Videos of, of Leo on YouTube, and uh, Leo was uh, uh he was doing something, and uh, she was talking like the dog. And you don't see. She was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, let's see. Let me see what I'm gonna do with this. And I said, Shama, don't make him do that. Let him go to sleep, Shama. I said, Shama, why are you messing with him when he sleeps? Oh, that's the only time I can control. <laughs> Uh, a child is her dog. My baby and her dog. 
We come home yesterday. I come home yesterday. He was stretched out in the middle of the floor. And I said, Shabba, why ain't he in the garage? It's not hot out there. She said, well, he just wanted to come in. <laughs> oh, man, I am so grateful. But that was interesting this morning how that uh, we was ministering out of First Peter, the fourth chapter, and the Holy Spirit had me to go and find Dave Wilkerson and put Dave Wilkerson on. And Dave Wilkerson, he ministered from the same place, excuse me, I started at. First Peter 4, 7 is where he started. And First Peter 4, 7 said, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And this is what he's saying to us this morning. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us this morning and is telling us, be serious in your prayers. Don't quit on me. You know, continue your course. Stay out there. Stay out and, and continue to run. Continue to run this race. And if you become weary, just keep running, knowing that, hallelujah, that it's coming to an end. Things are coming to an end. People are talking about us. Uh, 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 we're being displaced through the channels of life. But he wants us to hold on and hold out. You know, we have to hold together, hold on, and hold out. The three holes, hold on, hold together, and hold out. Don't let nothing separate you from the love of God. Find someone that can pray with you, someone that loves you, someone that loves the things of God about you. Find that. There are many, many people that's going to come across your path that you're going to think, you're going to think that they don't like you, they don't love you. You're going to have family members that's going to cut you off. But don't revile. Don't tell them about yourself. Don't be angry at them. Just read the word. The word said that they're going to revile you. That in your good, in your good conversation, and these people are going to say all manner of things to you. They're going to say things to hurt you. You know, uh, I don't like to uh, speak on things. Uh, about my my family, but you know uh, that's some things been going on for years. But I have not yet reviled. I haven't said anything against any of them. I have not condemned anyone. I have not uh, 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 in my heart, you know, I felt bad about the things that's being said. But it makes me eagerly want to stay with the Lord. I want yeah. to stay on the Lord's side because. You know, if they're talking about me now and I'm serving the Lord, what will the end of all this crap be if I was to be doing what they do? Like, you know, tell them about themselves, get some scriptures out and whoop them up with the Bible real good? No. Pray for those that despitefully use you, those that talk about you. Let me tell you something, family and friends. If you're not being talked about, criticized, ostracized, radicalized, you might be doing what the devil do. You know, don't worry about your friendship because the Bible said a man of righteousness has a few friends. You're not going to be liked for what you say. Now, you can go on Facebook and you get all kind of likes on Facebook, but start talking about the Lord and talking about salvation and talking about how how, how, how the Bible said, uh, Isaiah 13, that I'm going to read the word of sin. 
uh, uh, I'm going to make me a man more fine than Ephraim. Go on there and start putting on there that I hate them that hate that hate me. I love them that love me. Put on there, pray God for this world, and let's see how many likes you're going to get. Let's see how many people is going to say anything. In all the years I've been on Facebook, that's a shame. I haven't had not one comment from anybody. Oh, well, let me put some pictures of some girls or something on there. Let me let me put some pictures of, of me sitting down uh, 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 drinking a, a case of beer. Bebby said, you got one left for me? Let's show you how twisted the world is. So when I see things like I see, I said, Lord, I must be doing right. He spoke to me one day when I said, Lord, what's the sin of all this preaching and stuff that I'm doing? Nobody cares. Nobody likes it. He said, it's not for them. It's for your own salvation. He said, you can run with them if you want to, but you know the end result. See, to know the end result, Sister Freddie, to know the end result of a thing, and you'd go headlong and doing it, he said, you're going to be working with many stripes. But him that know it to do good and do it not. You know, we got people dashing and dotting all over a talk show and, and YouTube, and they're looking for an answer to their problem this morning. The answer's not here. It's like the guy called in yesterday that was taking over Shama's show. Shama was having complications trying to get in. I was away from home, so I called in. That was a guy on there saying, uh, uh, you, you're free for all. You're free for all, I said, yes, I am. He says, uh, well, I was talking about in California how that the welfare ratio, I just let him talk. After he had talked for about 15 minutes, I asked him, I said, how did you get on my program? He said, I just called in. He said, uh, so what is the platform about? So what, what, what are you going to be elaborating on today? I said, Jesus. He said, well, what, what, is, uh, 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 what do you have? He said, give me some history. I gave him my testimony of my own self. I have a history of that he lives and reigns. After that, I heard no more from him. People is trying to knock you off your promise. Your promise is that though they slay you, yet will you arise. We need to rise up in heaven this morning. <clears throat> Let us pray our deliverance prayer this morning. I like praying deliverance prayer. Uh, in the second Corinthians 13 and 1, you see there exists a very important principle, prayer principle, about confirming to us when we've heard God's voice. The verse reads, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. You see, this work in the natural on establishing a testimony over certain matters. Deuteronomy 19 and 15, and you will find out that it works the same in the spiritual as 2 Corinthians 13.1. We learn that the Lord is consistent and does not tell one person one thing and then tell another person something else. For example, Lord, did you tell Brother Joe that we are, are, are to go to his friends and lay hands on him? If I pray or you pray and get a no, and you have made sure you are clean of sin, demonic spirit, no evil spirit in the room, you have 
tested the spirit. Testing the spirit. Testing the spirit in prayer. That your mind is not deceiving you. Then let your friend Joe know that you heard the Lord tell you no. Something is going on. Maybe it is a no, not now. Maybe it's a no, it is not necessary. Maybe Joe has an evil spirit that is present and is not hearing properly. Maybe Joe had it in his emotion, heard it in his emotion or his head. Well, it has to be God's will. Let the word of the Lord to you be established by the mouth of two or three witnesses. You see, when we see God, hallelujah, and we ask the Lord, Lord, how do I pray about the situation? If the Lord tell you, no, it's not time to pray for Job, maybe he have an unclean spirit. Maybe your prayers right now, the Lord is doing something on the behalf of Brother Joe. We need to know God's plan, amen, and his confirmation toward us. We can't judge one another. We can't speak before time. We have to make foul proof of what we're talking about this morning. And I believe that when we pray, there's deliverance in prayer. You know, we can pray for inmates that are locked up. We can pray for law enforcement. We can pray for our president. We can pray for our children. We can pray this morning for a lot of things. But we need specifically know what the Lord is saying we need to be praying about. We just pray all over the place. Some of these talk shows and, and uh, other places that I've been, they just pray. I pray for this and pray for that and pray and pray and pray for the, the world. He said pray not for the world. You know, some of us, we just want to just keep on praying. Just keep on praying. But we're going to pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you that all of your blessings will come on us because we hear and obey your voice. Thank you that blessed is the fruit of our body, our children. Blessed is the fruit of our grounds, our possessions. Blessed is the fruit of our cattle, our business. Blessed is the increase of our kind, our prosperity. Blessed are the flocks of our sheep, those we have authority over. Blessed is our basket and our storehouse, our finances. Lord, you commended blessings on us, our storehouse, and in all we set our hands to do. You blessed us in the land that you gave us. You have established us as a holy people unto you, as you promised us. As we keep your commandment and walk in your ways, we are blessed because we refuse to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor will we stand in the way of sinners, nor will we sit in the seat of the scornful. Hallelujah. Our delight is in your word, and in your word do we meditate day and night. We are like trees planted by rivers of water that bring forth this fruit in season. Our leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever we do shall prosper. According to your word in Psalms 113, we bring all of our tithes into your storehouse, that there be meat in your house, and I will prove you that now you will open the windows of heaven for us and pour our blessings that we want 
have room enough to store it, to store it out, so we will have a have to give most of it away. For we have received freely, we shall give according to Matthew 10, 8. Lord, your goodness and mercy shall follow us every, every day of our life, according to Psalms 23 and 6. And you, we will praise your word and put our trust according to Psalms 61. We will not fear what flesh and blood can do to us, according to Ephesians 6.12. We know that all things work together for our good because we love you and we are called according to your purpose, according to Romans 8.28. According to Romans 8.31, if you are for us, who can be against us? You are on our side. We will not fear what man can do to us, according to Psalms 118.6. Now, Lord, I bring all requests to your to to you according to Philippians four six. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I now cover our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Samuels enabled us to walk in the spirit so we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh according to Galatians five sixteen. Thank you that the Spirit leads us and walk in the light. As Jesus is in the light according to first John one seven. As we cover our feet with the preparation we take our we take our vanity, pride, darkness, and ignorance, according to Colossians three eighteen. I thank you for being our ever present God, our Jehovah Shammah, our Shepherd, Jehovah Roha. Lord, your Spirit is upon us. You have anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor. You have sought us to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year. And your day of vengeance to comfort all that mourn, to pour into them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, to govern a praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, which is your planting, that you may be glorified. Heavenly Father, I ask that utterance be given to us, that we may open our mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which we are ambassadors in chains that in it we may speak boldly as we are to speak according to Ephesians 6, 19, 20. Heavenly Father, I ask you to honor our step according to Psalm 37, 23. We acknowledge you, Father, precious Jesus, and precious Holy Spirit in all our ways according to Proverbs 3, 6. I acknowledge you, Jesus, as Lord over all of our ways and everything we do. We will do it heartily according to Colossians 3, 23, listening to your spirit, and rejoicing as we do it for you. We have your promise that you will direct our paths according to Proverbs 4.18. We will not lead to our own understanding, go by what we think is good, but we will trust your Holy Spirit with all of our heart and will believe our, will believe our path is directed by you according to Proverbs 3. According to Proverbs 3.5.6, Heavenly Father, we speak in Jesus' name to every person and thing in our path, that if it would not bring glory to you, God, and if we would not be in you, your will for our path to cross, then in Jesus' name, I forbid our path to cross until, if even it would be in God's will, also I speak in Jesus' name and believe for every person and things in our path that would be in God's will and for God's glory for our path. To cross, I speak and believe for our paths to cross in God's right timing. I declare kingdom of God come, will of God to be done in every 
step we take and every person we meet. Truly, all things work together for good for us because we love you, Lord, and we are called according to your purpose, according to Romans 8, 28. Heavenly Father, we do not seek after the praises of man, according to John 3, according to John 5, 44, nor do we seek after our own glory, according to John 7, 18. But we seek first your kingdom. We seek after your righteousness, according to Matthew 6, 33. Your spirit leads us, and you are Jehovah Rohi, our shepherd, according to Psalms 23. Thank you, Father, that we know that all things are working together for our good this morning because we are called according to your purpose. Let every person on the line this morning receive the engrafted word of God, receive healing and deliverance this morning. I decree and I declare that the blessing of the Lord is in this place. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Hallelujah. I want to open the lines this morning for those of you all that may have a word this morning or may have a testimony or may have whatever the Lord laid upon your heart. Would you please come this morning before the closing of service? Good morning. This is Freddie. I just want to thank God for all his love and mercy in my life. I want to thank God for the prayer line and for the words I received this morning. They really touched my heart um, about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and not being afraid in these last days and instructions that he give us. Um, that he's given us, that we that, we, that when we follow them, we don't have to be afraid. Um, I thank God for that word this morning, and um, I just I just thank God and I just praise Him and give Him all glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! Yeah, that is that is that is wonderful. It is wonderful when the Word of God can come in and begin to massage our understanding and begin to take away the fear, because you know. People are so fearful today. They fear they're going to lose their job. They fear they're going to run out of gas. You know, I don't care if your car is on E. You know, I've been through all of that running out of gas, getting a bad report from a Shama school. The ambulance is down. They threatened to take Shama to the hospital in the ambulance, and I'm way already in the medical center and everything else. And, you know, you need to, you know, and then the car run out of gas as soon as I get off the highway. But, you know, the Spirit of the Lord was there. He said, don't even start the car. Let the light change. So the Lord has an answer for us. All we have to do is hold on to his promises. But if we don't read the book, if the preacher is not in tune, then you may get into fear. And you run out of gas, just think about it. You're running out of gas, and you're on your way to an emergency. Now we're going to have a double emergency because now you're going to faint. But I thank him this morning that here we give it to you straight directly from the word of God. If I can take the application while I'm standing on and it's working for me, the same thing will work for you. It's like I was reading this morning the scriptures to us, and it said that if you pray for Joe and you said, Lord, should we go over there? And the Lord say no. And then you get a confirmation from another friend. And the friend said, we're going to go pray for Joe. You know, you tell the friend, you understand me, not now. Because you got to hear from God. You, you, you just can't jump up and say, well, I'm going to go and do this and I'm going to do that. You know, it's like he said, since we're living in the last days, I need to know where I'm going to store my money at. You don't need to worry about where you're going to store your money. You need to be trying to spend that money and live. 
because we are in the last days. The end of all things has come. Do you think the Lord is going to continue to let the world go on with all this pedophilia? Men's walk. A woman uh, uh, yesterday on the news, she sent her uh, uh, a seven, eight-year-old child into the men's restroom. A man walked in the stall and followed the boy. The little boy came and he got up under the uh, uh, the faucet uh, between the, the two hydrants at Walmart, wherever he was at, until his mother came out. And his mother, and he told his mother what had happened. And they looked at video trying to find the guy that uh, is the pedophile. We had better instill, and this internet, this internet, this this internet, our children, we have given our children, they've come obsessed and they've come very impulsive and, 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 and very, 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 very kiting, very kiting with this internet. And this is just a trick from the enemy. Oh, he thinks that he's going to take hold of God's righteousness and become the king. He's a lie. And it's not going to happen on my watch. I'm going to live holy. I've already looked at sin. I look at it every day. I have the opportunity every day to walk right past sin. But don't think sin. Don't be trying to lure me in. But I think about all the peoples of God and all the peoples that the Lord have used me. And I say, Lord, use me anyhow. Just keep using me. I'm not going to look to the left or the right. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on him. So I'm very grateful, Sister Freddie, excuse me, for you being on the line. And uh, uh, as long as I live, I'm going to continue coming right here to the program. And uh, uh, we are also connected to uh, our other program. Uh, I want to bless the peoples over there, amen, on our worldwide conference line. Amen. God bless all of our peoples over there, uh, all over the world, all out of the U.K. Thank you all out of the U.K. We have a lot of listeners in the U.S. Thank you all for being a part of the program. I certainly uh, pray over you guys. I pray for you guys. I pray not for the world, but I pray for those that come and listen to the program. I pray for those that are coming to the program. It may look like and sound like, Sister Freda, we're the only ones here, but we have a whole host of people. And that's why sometimes I like for you to testify, because testimony is meant that we overcome. And if we overcome, they too can also overcome through our testimony. So I praise and I thank him, hallelujah. We are not the normal prayer line over here, uh, hallelujah. We're not the churchy folks over here, uh, hallelujah. We're doing, amen, what the Lord has given me to do. And we finish up the first, uh, first uh, we finish up first Peter 4. And uh, if the Lord said the same and I live and nothing happened, we'll be dealing with uh, uh, 1 Peter uh, 5 in the morning. This evening, Shama will be on the line at 7.30. And uh, uh, she was getting ready to teach yesterday. Let me see where her lesson at. Yesterday, she was going to teach, uh, and the line got jacked up some kind of way. Uh, I think she was going to teach out of the book of Matthew 23, 37. Uh, Alton, I have longed to gather the children as a hen. Hallelujah. Would there be anyone else on the line this morning would like to have anything to say? I don't want to leave, leave you out. They just got it off the line. They just left. You know, I wouldn't miss, I would not miss the things of God. Whoever that is keep coming on the line. They've been on the line one, two. Good morning, three. Apostle. This is Minister Sharp. Oh, okay. 
because what had happened was someone uh, kept dotting the line back and forth. But I know that uh, uh, a lot of people, they come here and they expect to have a whole bunch of church going on. Well, I don't have that type of church what they're looking for. I only have this book, you see. And uh, we were talking about First uh, Peter 4, 7. God bless you this morning, man of God, where he said yes, things as at hand. You know, and we can look around, Minister Sharp, and uh, we can see that, yeah, all things are at hand. We, we, we're in the last days. Yes, sir. He gave me, uh, uh, again, another warning, Malachi 1, the whole chapter. And I know you know what that chapter is. That's okay. another warning from leadership on down. You know, God doesn't want anything from somebody's hand or their prayers or sacrifices that are not right with him. So uh, it's just another warning, brother. But I wanted to make a um, a comment about what you spoke on about people putting their mouth on you. Don't you even worry about that, apostle, because the Bible tells us when you put your mouth on an anointed man of God, <laughs> when you put your mouth on people of God, when you put your mouth on anybody that's serving the Lord, God's going to deal with you. Hello, somebody. I'm talking real good this morning. We don't have the right. Uh, to even be looking or judging somebody based on what they're doing, Hello, especially the people of God. And God say he's going to wreak havoc on you that's talking about his servant. And there's a scripture that says, do not mess with my prophet, nor touch my anointing. Uh, is that what it says, uh, Apostle? Am I right about it? Yes, that's what I it, read. It, 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 it means exactly what it says, because, see, when you put your mouth on God's people, Lord Jesus, I'm going to say woe unto you. I, I'm going to have mercy in your soul because you don't know how God going to handle you. Uh, but I know it, it ain't going to be easy. It's going to be raw and it's going to be rough. Got to be careful about how you put your mouth on people. But I love when people talk about me because that, that just gave me crunk up, uh, Apostle. It just made me do better. It just made me get stronger. It made me get wiser. It made me get more powerful. I get energy from it because I know that I'm doing something right. When folks talk about you, that's an indication you're doing something right. When they ain't talking about you, you got a problem. Hello, somebody. That's Hello, right. somebody. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, that's sir. Right. But that's why that's why we got to stay in check. So when somebody talk about you, you ought to greet it with, with, with joy. You ought to put a smile on your face and say praise God about it because now you know you're doing right. You're doing the right thing by God. So I, I'm glad about it. And uh, I just wanted to comment on it. Keep on doing what you're doing. Don't worry about them folks. They have a title. It's called Hater. <laughs> huh? And, and I got somebody on the bus agreeing with me saying amen to what I'm saying. So I know that I'm doing the right thing. Hello, somebody. And I'm through with that. And you know something, man, <laughs> it's so true. It is so true because, you know, the Bible said thinking not strange. And we just read that, too that uh, uh, we're going to run with them with all these rioting and banqueting. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to sit to sit in the seat of, uh, of the scoffer, you know, and and, 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 I, and just yesterday, you know, I was with, you know, one of my associates, and, and my associate, he's just a whore. You understand me? He's a straight-up whore. You okay. Have more women's coming after him than a man in the moon. So the women's be looking over at me, and I don't even know how to even talk to no worldly woman. You know, wow. So wow. I, don't even, I, I don't even smile at her. You understand what I'm saying? Because I already yes, know, you know, that 
it's just a spirit to get me to run in with him. You understand me? But I know yes, they did. I know what God called me to do. God called me to be holy, pure, and clean. Don't you know that if I come in here tomorrow and I can't even hardly preach, I'm drenched with sin because I've been out committing sin. You know, it's bad enough, you understand, that I have to be in the company of these people. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. The lifestyle should change them, you see. But when they curse and do all the things they do, and, you know, oh, it's just it's just ridiculous. So I made my mind up yesterday, and I told him, I said, you know what? I said, boy, you got some beautiful-looking girls. I said, and, and, and look like every woman come on the scene is, oh, he said, watch this. And he go over there and told, tell her to bring him something to eat back, and she bought him something to eat back. He told the other chick, what you eating today? She bought him some food, too. Wow. All these four different women, now I'm looking at four different women, all in his face, and one, and right there, and one, right there, right there, and one vicinity. I'm telling you, they were within 400 feet apart, and they all liking on him. Mm-hmm. And the the Lord told me that's what happened when you worldly, worldly recognize gain, but when you've been called out by the Lord. You know, the psalmist said, I almost slipped. He said, until I went into until I went into the sanctuary, he said, I almost slipped, and I almost started doing what they was doing. You know, and when I left the scene yesterday, I left, and I said, Lord, I thank you for your spirit down inside of me, because what to stop me? Because they'd be sure looking at my face, and I just turned my head and started doing something different to let them know that I don't even want a conversation with them because I already know that that conversation is not going to be godly. They may not yes, listen to them. They may not say ungodly things, but they're going to smile, and you're going to fool around, and you're going to get the gates to your city to open wide. Yes, that you should be, you should guard the gates of your city. You should hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. These That's are your correct. eyes, your ears, your mouth. What if I said, girl, you show looking good to me? Well, that just opened the door for her to say, yeah, thank you. Yes, then what sir. else I got to say? You know, yes, foolishness. It's nothing but unrighteousness. It's nothing but your flesh. So I yes, put my sir. flesh I put my flesh in place and I check my flesh and I laugh at my own self and say, <laughs> You would never own my watch before I take I know that's right. I'm going home to Shama. I'm going home to Shama, Leo, and my wife. Come on now. And when I left, I was cleansed and holy. And when I get back, I will be clean and holy. So I don't have no choice in the matter, brother. I either preach, preach, or go to hell. Since you came on this side, Mr. Sharp, since you came on this side, you already know the consequences. You done read the book. Yes, sir. I've laid out. You know you can't be fraternizing with the world. Friendship in this world is the enemy of God. Whoever makes themselves a friend to this world just made themselves an enemy of God. So listen, if you name the name Jesus, then, brother, you're in trouble, but you are out yes, of trouble. So yes, I, I, I don't have a choice in the matter. I mean, I, I don't have a choice in the matter. I'm, I'm, I'm not selling my soul for a jelly roll. What good would it do you to get your thrills on for 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour or three? But it's all said and done. You're going to walk away from your thrill, and it ain't going to be like on Blueberry Hill. 
It's yes, going to be nice to have to go back and do it again. It's like a drunk man drinking, and then he get up this morning, he got a hangover. Well, he going to grab that bottle again, and I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yes, sir, absolutely. You know, so we need to uh, stay in step this morning. We need to yes, take the word, uh, I pray for you. I pray for all of the peoples of God that love God. I pray not for this world. But I pray for those that he has sent to me. Every person that ever came before me, hallelujah, whether they came and I never, ever heard from them again, it's okay because I know the Lord dropped something in their life to let them know that he's real. He's real, and he's very, very real to me this morning. So I'm happy. I'm blessed. It's good to hear your voice sound like you was in transit. Going on out there to handle up on your business this morning. I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, some 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 days like I like I keep telling you, you gotta let me know your schedule, and I'd love for it to be on a Friday. Let me know on okay. a Friday, and I'll come out there, and we'll stand right there. We'll stand right there where we stood the last time. Yes, and, sir. Uh, Absolutely. And I'll blow on the shofar, and we'll do whatever God told us to do. Amen. And I want to say hello to Sister Treddy. Hello, Sister Treddy. You still there? Sister Freddie, Sister Freddie, she 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 had just got off a work party, so she done good to, to, to make it into the program. She tried to make it every morning too because right. she, she said when she couldn't get on the program, uh, she was having complications. She said I had to start doing an affirmation. <laughs> okay, okay. There you go, Sister Freddie. You do that affirmation, affirm who you are in Him, so that they'll know who you are, and the demons will know. That just because you ain't on the line don't mean that you're going to come and get on my grind. So get the devil off your grind. Fill your mouth with words, not of despair, but of words of blessing. And everywhere you go, let his light shine because after a while, amen, the devil going to be trying to put your light. He already trying to put the light out of people, make them ashamed. You know, I think he kind of made my baby Shama ashamed before her friend. I told Shama. A friend called yesterday, and she said her father, the ambulance, had to rush him to the hospital because he got faint and uh, uh, he, he fell out. I said, Shama, why you didn't comfort the girl with the words? I said, are you ashamed? Comfort that child and let that child know that the word of God said no weapon. If you don't know the scripture, God will give them to you if you want them. You know, comfort people when they're going through. My friend, his daughter died. And I was very, very hurt, very grieved, you know, because I yes, know the dog. I laid hands on the dog, paid $5,000 to have a blood transfusion. They got addicted to the money and said, bring him back. We need to give him one more transfusion. I said, not on my watch. Don't you take that dog down there and give him that another transfusion. I said, now, I've anointed the dog. I prayed over the dog, and she should live. And she lived another eight to ten years, and she passed away, I think, a couple of days ago. But wow. she didn't need no physician because the the Lord he, he the words you speak the words you speak are life. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and I'm through with that. Man of God, are you in a place where you can close it out this morning? Yes, sir. Please do if you will. Father God, the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you, we bless you, we glorify you, we magnify, we just lift you up in the mighty name of Jesus. As we come to the throne of grace and mercy, we ask for 
for forgiveness. We repent of anything that is not of you. We rebuke, bind, cancel any assignment of the devil, any wizardry, white magic, black magic, uh, sorcery, uh, uh, wizard, uh, imps, uh, uh, lying, stealing, cheating, fornication, uh, 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 sexual immorality, gay, lesbian, uh, acts. Uh, we also come against uh, uh, any thought or, or deed that is against the knowledge of God. We rebuke it, we reject it, we send it back to send it in, into the abyss sevenfold in the mighty name of Jesus. And we loose the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against these there is no law. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Greater is he yeah. that is in us than he that is in the world. We can do all things through Christ who strengthen us. Father God, we ask you to continue uh, working on us, keeping us in the fire. We ask, Father God, that you keep performing your word until, until the day of Jesus Christ. Father God, we ask you just to lift us up uh, today, uh, keep us informed, keep us uh, prayed up, uh, keep, uh, put, uh, put a spirit of fasting in our spirit uh, for, for the things that we need to be doing, Father God. We ask you to keep ministering angels around us and give us a seasoned word in our mouth that when we come towards somebody, we will have the exact words to give them for whatever it is that they're going through or that they need. And Father God, we will continue to give you the praise, the glory, yes. and the honor. In yes. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. See that? Hallelujah. We meet again. Shalom. Grace. Shalom. Lord is yes, for Jesus Christ, rescued and abide with you henceforth and forevermore. Yes, sir. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> 